0: Welcome to House, common blood where strangers are family, every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to mortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes, you have been warned.
1: Okay, so our heroes start on an island. It was a very nice island. No, actually, that's incredibly wrong. That was not a nice island. Very dangerous island, but don't worry. We got off of that island. Who put us on that island? Gang members. There are a lot of gang members in this city that we weren't in. Well, some of us weren't in uh, before. And so we spent a lot of time, and I mean a lot of time... Uh, trying to avoid the ire of those uh, gang members, especially after we, you know, killed one of them at uh, at Dust Orphanage. You know, like blood will be paid in blood and all that jazz. Uh, in fact, a lot of blood was spilled after we came back to the orphanage one day, and for reasons, uh, it was decided that all the orphans had to die as well as just, you know, collapsing the entire orphanage. Um, And now Dust is on the uh, revenge slash warpath, while we have been uh, having some, like, on the one hand, like, looking for gang members, but then also working with gang members to find those other gang members. And we've had a lot of fun around here with some drugs and some experimental drugs that have been going about the entire city and causing a lot of ruckus not just for the people but also for the local guard and it's like we we lost a few people along the way, gained a few people along the way, rescued a few people along the way Um, and uh, now with all of the instability of the local gangs in this particular city um, a uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and call them a pirate gang, because everyone's a gang now, Um, has decided, like, you know what? We're gonna take advantage of this. And now there are a bunch of pirates trying to take over the city in one big swoop.
0: As you guys get further and further away from uh, the Dicephalosaurus, You can see, like, four purple lights glowing in the mist. You have a strange feeling that it now has a grudge against you. Be wary next time you go on the water.
2: I literally... We did nothing to it. (laughs) Well, I did nothing to it.
0: It doesn't know. It just knows that it was on fire momentarily, and it saw a few people right next to it. Didn't say it was smart. So That's
2: fine. I don't do much sailing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's hope that you never had a sailor's life in mind. So yeah, uh, we have that beast with the boat of uh, Valentine and uh, like Amos hacking it out during that entire time. And you guys have survived. Congratulations. Uh, you guys make it to shore. What do you guys do when you guys... Oh yeah, that's right. You did uh, fail, didn't you, John? Uh, did anyone else fail Uh, like a, a saving throw? Because Dust, you, you didn't have enough time to fail, right?
3: no i didn't make any um death saves
0: i haven't All dropped right. yet so uh, let's see how like that chest uh no
3: because uh, the fail, the failed the failed throw
4: was um was for the the first
0: yeah. yeah which you're at absolute zero so just make a 10 or higher like his death saving throw um and again add plus one with your uh, lucky stone so what do you get what do you you're, you're fine, but it, it shook you a little bit, but you got no permanent scars on you. Well, mentally. <laughs> you uh, guys make it to shore, and I assume it's a relieving sight to see the beach of uh, Demon, or like a, the harbor of Demon's ire. You uh, get there on the beach, and it seems like, uh, like a lot of the corpses have been cleaned up from the pirates, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, Keep in mind, uh, Leo, the army you masked they're not uh, plated armor inquisitors. They're more towards the mercenary type. And they were led under the banner of Amas, which is an inquisitor. Now they look like their job is done, just waiting to see if anything else is going to happen. You guys get to the beach. Tell me, what do you do?
1: By the way, how big are those uh, two canisters from the chest?
2: Uh, Half your height.
4: I want to check the the barrel that I've grabbed last session.
2: I also okay. would like to examine these canisters.
0: Okay. Uh so you uh we'll start off with Leo. Leo, you look in the barrel, it looks like uh, it's a barrel full of pure oil. You can get at least, I'm gonna say thirty gold from that. So uh, put that down if you think about, you know, selling it. Uh Cobalt, Asmode, as you guys open up the canisters, you see two scrolls inside. Can both you guys make me an Arcana check?
2: Can I just ass- Well, no, you can't assist on Arcana, but... Oh, what the heck? Whoa! Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you guys... Okay,
0: I'm gonna say, like, uh, here. I'm gonna label each one. Odds are even? Which one? Even. Okay, even? So, uh- I'm gonna... Yeah. So, I'm gonna say that Asmundi as you open up the scroll you see that it is a zone of truth scroll. It has uh, the same properties as uh, zone of truth. The only exception is, hang on. So uh, it it has the exact same uh, features as a, tr- a zone of truth spell. I was just looking at the casting time. The casting time is the same, just one action. 10 minutes, the whole shebang. Cobalt, you open up your scroll and it is a scroll of hex.
5: Oh, scary
0: hmm it, it's written in abyssal like it's the only reason why you're able to ascertain it is like uh, the marking on the casing of the scroll not the actual writing itself and uh same goes for you Aspidai. that's how you got an idea for like what kind of scroll it is it was engraved on there um yep one bonus section yep same concentration yep uh the the only thing with uh this is and uh yeah, so both them ex- uh, act exactly like the spell itself. So you you guys know the gist. Uh, you guys got scrolls. These are the spells that are inside. Do with it as you wish.
2: Hey, Colvolt, was there a scroll inside of yours as well?
5: It's a very scary scroll.
2: Mm. May I take a look at it? I will give it back.
1: It's like the like does his best to kind of like lift up the lift up the canister, but maybe struggling just a little bit. Like, <laughs>
2: Why in the world was a spell scroll in such a heavy canister? It makes no sense. Cobalt no no no. I will pick it up. Yeah. (laughs) What was the spell again? Spell
0: it's
2: uh hacks. Oh hacks. Uh well do do you know anyone who does magic? The woogity woo
5: (laughs) Oh you mean Voodoo?
1: Just like he... I want you to imagine like he has like his little hands like waving up and down
2: like real spooky.
5: Yes. Voodoo!
2: Kind of the thing you do.
5: No, Kobold, no do voodoo.
2: What do Kobold do?
1: What hoodoo do you do?
5: So Kobold do this!
1: Points his finger into the water and puts out a ray of frost. Well,
2: you do more than I can. You hold... Why don't you hold on to these? Does... i take the two scrolls out look they're as light as paper
5: oh thank master yeah
0: all right uh what else is on the agenda dust leo
2: Uh, i think sleeping
4: yeah i think leo is gonna invite the others for a free night in his inn to to sleep this one off (laughs) all
1: right um hold on hold on This, this has to happen uh Cobalt is like Leo is making this offer is like is is tugging on on dust pant leg.
3: Yes, Cobalt. like uh he
1: he's making he's making a down motion like he wants to have your head.
3: I give him my head.
5: Cobalt, no, no, if Cobalt want to go with
1: And like when he says like uh and when he says this next part, it's just like a bunch of like uh of, like hissing and uh uh, hissing and guttural noises in your ear.
3: <laughs> Come again, Cobalt.
1: And then I'll a kit.
5: Cobalt, no, no. Cobalt, want to go with?
1: And then like he repeats the the
2: sounds. There it was again.
3: So I'm gonna point one finger at um, Leo and one finger at asmadai and look at each hand, and then look at Cobalt.
1: Like he he kind of like maybe like maybe even like takes your your finger like like you know. First points to die
5: metal man.
1: And then he changes your, your finger back to Leo and then he makes the sound again.
3: Noted. I pat Cobalt on the head. Everything will be good. Just wait for time.
1: Damn it. Cobalt looks really sad, but.
3: <laughs> I'm going to pull out my promise stick. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, Cobalt.
1: He pulls out his own promise stick and kind of like bumps it against yours.
3: <laughs> Leo, quick question. Yes. You know that ring I gave you?
4: I hold up my hand, showing it.
3: Let me get that back.
4: So you trust in me now?
3: Yeah. I think you earned my trust.
4: I, I hand him the ring.
3: I trust no one. That's gonna be your downfall.
4: So that's why we're gonna do good business together.
0: I was gonna say, Dust, hasn't it only been like a uh, day, if that, that Leo's had that fucking ring? Yeah. Okay.
1: This has been a very long day.
0: Yeah, most days are.
4: And I think I earned some trust saving his life.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, if you guys want to, if you have any more RPing you want to do, the siege is done. You guys crushed it. You guys crushed the oncoming invasion from uh, uh, pirates, leaving a bunch of corpses. You've taken out the main ship that was laying out cannon fire. It, Your night's done. It doesn't look like there's much to do besides look at the you know, the gang still operating at night and taking advantage of the chaos.
3: Uh,
2: I'm going to the Crimson Fists, who are still on the beach, inspecting what booty they could have gotten and weapons they would have pulled off the corpses.
3: I'm using feline agility to loot corpses faster.
2: Oh, Jesus. They were doing it while we were oh, on, on the sea. They probably already beat you.
4: I'm going to try to find someone to buy my oil. So, I'm doing that,
2: uh, as well as basically de- making sure everyone goes back, uh, everyone has their assignments, and then I'm also going to check to see if Solomon's showed up.
0: Okay, uh, so uh, there, there's a lot of shit to unpack here first. Um, Leo, if you want, uh, at Asmodai, you could probably uh, hook him up with a, a quick way of selling that oil. Oil sells fast, and I'm sure your boss would want it.
2: Uh, yes, uh, Greta down in the uh, merchants uh, merchants quarter. She likes she, she usually does whale and more ocean creatures oil, but uh, she'll probably be able to sell yours fairly quickly. We'll probably give you decent price.
4: I'm gonna sell it for
2: fifty gold. That's absolutely outrageous price. No one will buy that. Let me worry about that. It retails at two gold a vial,
4: and I've got a barrel of it, so I think I'm getting <laughs> ripped off. Oh, you want to
2: sell whole barrel? hey eh, yeah, fifty gold. Yeah.
4: okay oh, let's settle
0: this really quick. Oh, uh, uh, uh if if that's all right with you, I would like to, uh, you know, like instead of like rolling for each weird trinket you found on the bodies, we can just do a gross amount of gold, then like partition it off of what the gang earns and what you've earned from your contributions. How's that uh, sound? That's fine. Okay. So, uh, just do me a favor. Uh, Asmodeye, roll me, uh, two, uh, 1D hundreds or two D hundreds and, uh, add a uh, plus 20 to it.
2: To each one?
0: The gross amount.
2: So that's uh, 97.
0: Okay. So we're going to say, uh, plus, uh, 97 by uh 50. So, uh, 147. We're going to say that was a gross amount that was, uh, taken. And we're going to assume that, uh see we're gonna assume that you probably get like a 30 percent of that so actually doing math here what the fuck all right so we're gonna say that uh what with, without uh that you 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 personally earned 44 like uh gold from the entire experience uh leo uh, we're going to say with a retail loan that you wanted to uh, sell it at 50. They take a small cut of it. It does sell for 50, but they're taking a cut of it. So you get about a 30 gold. So 30 for Leo, 44 for uh, Iceman.
2: I go to the lackey that was with me and give him four gold. <laughs> you will earn this
0: He looks at you, he is pale white and shivering, and he just gives you a firm salute. It looks like he might have lost his voice. You know him as, uh, Victor.
2: Oh, Victor. It is... You did quite well out there. I will make sure to put in good word with you. Good word for you with boss. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And speaking of that, you do see uh, Solomon going around and uh, talking to, uh, you know, a few of the people trying to organize the situation. Even, like, uh, the mercenaries that work for uh, uh, the nobles, he's giving a few, like, uh, uh, talks about that. Uh, he seems fairly busy. Uh, the rest of the party, you guys all going to the inn, sticking around, what's happening?
3: It does find any scraps that the, the red first left him.
0: They they picked every corpse, dude.
3: These guys are too fast.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys were gone for a bit.
3: Hey, man, if only there
2: was a ship full of pirates' booty that we could be looting.
4: I want to convince uh, the the whoever's paying all the mercenaries from the nobles that Dust was one of the mercenaries, so he can get paid.
0: Oh, fair enough. Um, let's see um we'll, we'll say that uh like you talk to them and they tell you that they're part of uh the the greyhounds a uh, mercenary uh, uh like corporation basically it, it it works internationally like uh does not serve any country they the only thing they serve is coin uh you talk to one of the members and it looks like there's a little debacle of like hey did do we hire this person and like uh another person goes well you might have got swept underneath the rug done some uh, grunt work another person just goes hmm maybe the boss and like the the person of the highest ranking in this kind of organization just tells him to shut the hell up and goes alright after this night sure we'll make sure to let the big boss know uh, to get his wages for helping out uh, so he just asks you where can we send the money we'll make sure he gets his fair due
4: uh, send it to my inn
0: Okay. Uh, what's the name of the inn?
4: Leo's Respite
0: okay and he just nods his head. We'll make sure it gets sent that way. Dust, make a d20 roll plus 10. 27. Yeah, 20, you're going to get 27 gold. Uh, not at this moment, but when you get to the end. All right, uh, do you guys all head out then to the end? Leo's respite. I,
3: no, I'm talking songs.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just asking the rest of the party. See if they're, like, sticking
1: around or just going right to bed.
3: I'm going to go with them. Like,
1: I, 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 I imagine, like, as, like, Like, they're walking around like Kobold is, like, keeping an eye out for Fallon, man.
0: Strangely enough, you see guards moving around, but you don't see Fallon. Which is, again, strange. I mean, he is the highest ranking officer at this point, and he's nowhere to be seen at, like, the remnants of a uh, possible siege.
3: Hey, you, guard. Come here.
0: All right. Well, one of the guards uh, comes up and uh, just uh, gets you a pat and says, uh, good work. Uh, We always appreciate the help of civilians in this kind of matter.
3: Appreciate it. But uh, have you guys seen Fallon?
0: He just gives you a strange look and goes, now that you mention it, I haven't seen him all night. And like he talks to another one of the guards and goes, hey, have you seen Fallon? And like another guy just goes, no, I haven't. Maybe he's on patrol. But and he just like starts yelling, just saying, why the hell would he be on patrol? During this kind of time, everyone heard the cannon fire and they're bickering back and forth. No one exactly knows where Fallon went.
3: All right. What is your current duties at the moment?
0: And the guard looks at you and just goes, helping clean up the mess. What what, what do you think it is?
3: Okay, well, you can have some other people help clean up the mess. It might take a little bit of time, but here's a gold piece for you and two of your friends to go search for Fallon.
0: Make a persuasion roll you convince him with a roll of 16. Uh, he takes a coin and again, it glint, his eyes glint with gold sheen. And he uh talks to his buddy. And you see, he doesn't offer his buddy the other coin that you offer to pay, he pockets it all and just tells him, All right, we have new assignment and uh starts walking off trying to look for Fallon. All right, um, before we move on to uh, Asmodee, uh talking to Solman, do you guys do anything else?
1: As they're as they're walking along and the adrenaline starts, uh, going down, uh, uh, Cobalt kind of like, uh, uh, like tugs on Dusty Kitty's, uh, pants again, uh,
5: Dusty Kitty?
3: Yes, Cobalt?
5: Why Dusty Kitty keep leaving Cobalt?
3: A wise man once told me to try to be the hero. <laughs>
5: but, if Cobalt no have Dusty Kitty, who Cobalt have?
3: You'll always have Dusty Kitty, and then what I'm gonna do is give Cobalt the ring and tell him to focus on it so he can see the string. And once he can, give it back to me.
0: Oh! For, for the sake of RP, and I'm going to say instead of like a full hour to do it, it's... it, it just You hold it. If you want to to do it, you can. But hang on, did I even... Yeah, there was a attunement for that, wasn't there? I, I think the only ones yeah, it, I didn't do... You, yeah. you said it
1: was a attunement, yes.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Yeah, like, Cobalt does so, and, uh... I guess he gives it back. As
0: you do, and uh, Dust puts it on, uh, you feel like you legitimately have a bond, a piece of rope, like with a bit of tension. It, it's a phantom-like feeling. You can move away. It can keep stretching, but it feels like rubber, you know what I mean, when you're trying to pull a rubber band, but it there's no stopping point for the tension. It seems easy to move, but it feels better when you go close.
1: So you see... You see Cobalt just, like, uh... Like, his, his eyes, like, start tearing up a little bit. And he just, like, starts hugging hugging your leg firmly. <laughs>
3: and he... <laughs> oh, so happy! Cobalt, do you think your master will be happy too?
0: Cobalt, you feel a sense of dread?
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh! Ah!
5: Ah!
1: Cobalt is, like... Like... You can could, you could, you could easily tell that he's struggling with the words in response to that, Corey.
3: <laughs> we'll worry about it when the time comes. Let's get some rest.
0: Alright. Uh, Leo, you going along with him as well? Leading the way? Yep. Okay. So, we, uh, how I want to imagine this is we see the trio walking towards uh, the buildings. A little scuffed up, a little worse for wear, but walking on the cobblestone streets with not only the guard trying to clean up this, uh, shore, but, uh, gangs d- still doing business and thriving off of the chaos. Then, we see, uh, Iceman. Uh, I- er, sorry. We see die And, what do you do? Do you just walk right up to, uh, Solman as he's taking care of business?
2: Oh, wait until whatever conversation he's having dies down and then I will approach.
0: Yep, you see him, like, uh, biting out one of, uh... the the newer members of the Crimson Fist, and basically, like, gives them a hefty whack on the fucking back of the leg and, like, you know, a slap across the face. And you just hear him, DO IT BETTER NEXT TIME! And, you know, he, the kid, ends up running off. And he shakes his head and looks at you. And his face brightens up.
2: Beach is secured, so we're able to drive them back. Their ship is destroyed, and their captain is on the run
0: i see that i see that and he like gives you a pat on like the back as he's like uh, what what the hell would you call it when when you have your cane and your leg is super straight and you're walking with the cane with the leg it, he basically has a house walk from a uh, house md and he's walking up to you and he goes oh, that's my boy that's my boy and he gives you a pat on the back and holds over your uh, gold pouch uh, the 40-some-odd uh, gold that we agreed on earlier. And he says, this is for your troubles. We earned a lot of money from this. And we managed to... And he looks around a little bit. We managed to earn a little bit more of a, the favor of the people after this attack. With how incompetent the guard is, the people are relying more on us.
2: Yeah, that it's my plan.
0: And he smiles. He just goes, keep up the good work and you're going to go far. You know, he he sees like nearby people and he pulls you side and he motions you to follow him
2: uh, yes i was going to ask if we could talk privately
0: i would like to as well yep i would like to as well and you guys are walking through the streets through the alleyways uh is there anything you want to bring up before he starts uh, like talking again
2: no i want us to get to a safe spot and yep. then i will say what i need to say
0: yep you guys go to one of the many hideouts and um uh, there there's a few luxuries For, uh, you and your boss, like, there's a few shattered windows, but it's a secure location in a damp area with a bit of mold on the side. You, uh, see two glasses prepped up, uh, with a few jewels in it, and he pours, like, a a bit of tea for you. Can you tell me, like, what's Asmodai's favorite
2: tea? Uh, I don't know teas very well. He he likes a nice, strong, black tea.
0: (laughs) Alright, uh. We'll say just to make it nice that uh, I I explained that tobacco in this world is blue and it does serve more than one purpose. It does have a sweet taste to it. Uh, It has like tobacco leaves inside of it and it gives you like a, a nicotine kind of like chewing a nicotine gum or like smoking a cigarette. It gives you a stress relieving like breath after you take a couple sips. It's... Honestly, out of everything in this world, it's probably the safest and most healthy thing to do compared to actually smoking it or doing any drugs on the streets. So yeah, there's a bit of caffeine in it, there's a bit of nicotine, it's stress relieving. And he goes, there seems like there's something on your mind, boy. Well, let it out. Uh,
2: Not really, just a few things. One, uh, looking at the heavy guard presence, uh, we're probably on the other side of the city. It's a little bit lax if we uh, want to send a few in there to start making some contract negotiations or uh, going in and acquiring a few items for our inventory, there won't be much guard resistance, they're all too busy at the beach.
0: And, uh, he just gives you, like, a sinister smile, and he goes, My boy, my boy, how long do you think I've been in the business?
2: I figured you already knew, but would tell you anyway. Uh, secondly... He holds up a hand and
0: goes, Let let me tell ya. Swamori way ahead of ya. We got boys working on the Jade Hills already. It turns out... When the nobles feel defenseless, their uh, mu- uh, their coin purses become more open and loose. And he gives you a chuckle. But yes, we have a lot of business to do and we're a little underhanded. But you? He just gives you a good, like, a, just another warm smile. You've earned a bit of rest. Now, what
2: else? Secondly, I do have to tell you, I, no, I don't trust hardly anyone except maybe you. Uh, but... Uh, That merchant that we are attaching ourselves to, I don't like him. He thinks very small and is often, well, he seems to panic when under pressure and does not think about long term. He sunk that entire ship and I had it under good authority that there was probably more in there than just cargo.
0: And he nods along with you, this time just giving you a stoic face. And he just goes, Yes, I, I value your input very much, Asmodei. But, again, there's both cons, uh, pros and cons. Now, obviously, he might be a bit yellow belly That's fine. There's hardly as many men as you and I in
2: this world. And, it's not that he's yellow-bellied, sir. Hmm. Go it's, on. It's prone to making... in." Now, I've only known the man for a few hours, but he's prone to making rash and emotional decisions. Look at the bar that he bought. He clearly did not like that it was not his and that I had was able to get preferential treatment, so he wanted it for his own. Secondly, he did not see the obvious, if I sink the ship, there's far more uses for it for being afloat. He looks at the immediate short term. Look at even he pulled all those guards without thinking about what that would do to the city. I have a feeling he could get us into some hot water if we lean on him too heavily.
0: And he gives you a smile. That's why I always value your input. And he just asks you a question going, Asmodai, how many people do you think could take away the security of nobles, and but a few, or like a, what was it, and in, uh, in such a short amount of time? Uh, answer me that. Yes, mm. it's, it's a moment of weakness, but answer me who here in this city can take away the things that nobles want the most protection?
2: Uh, it's impressive. The thing is, is he was extenuating circumstances and he was giving them the thing that they cared about most, which is saving their hides. I could have probably done the same thing and so could the you. But uh, I feel like that is the, how do I say this, the, the immediate solution to... And ignoring the fact of what it points out in his character.
0: Now I'm not saying I like his character. Not one bit. In fact, I'm pretty sure he has something else in mind. He has his fingers in the Magical Inquisition. He's working with our dealer, the Black Crate Trading. And not to mention... Have you ever heard of the Longpaw Conglomerate?
2: No, I have not.
0: Neither have I. And that bothers me.
2: Uh, I think he's an upstart, but... uh... That's the thing. It it looks, it
0: feels, it sounds like he's an upstart. But how it's presented, it seems like everyone assumes the Longpaw conglomerate has existed for generations. I don't know.
2: Then maybe it's a long con in that... He is posing himself as having all this wealth and power. And he is quite good at uh, enforcing his ingratiating himself with others. And uh, perhaps he's able to use those quite formidable powers of carousal and friendliness that he has to get people to buy into his own fabrication.
0: Now... Think about the big picture here. He took away security from the Jade Hills. What do we profit from? Tell me.
2: I mean, we profit greatly from that, but here's the problem.
0: Hang on, and he stops you. We profit from protection. We offer authentic protection. But think about it. We, If we can set up negotiations with nobles and Jade Hills, not many gangs can pull that off. Not to mention, if we can take contracts for protection we can scope out new locations make deals with the grim song the thieves of the town and we can profit greatly from both doing our actual job and providing information what we've gained today i haven't seen in years we will profit greatly from this but and he starts to shake slightly don't keep your eyes off that damned cat that I know what I was going to say. And he smiles. Great minds think alike. I need someone I can trust who he can't turn over on me. He took the starry eye from us in a night. Do you realize that he has a full blown damn contract within a night to have our in.
2: Yeah, this was quite odd. I'm I to be honest, sir. I do think that uh, right now he's not a problem. But if he keeps on this rate, he will be a problem. And it would perhaps be better to eliminate that problem before it bites us. Right now we're benefiting. But how long until he turns on us? Because he's already shown he's got no problems taking what is ours.
0: And he looks at you and gives you a smile. And goes, that's why I have you, eye." And, and he slams down a piece of paper. It's red, the same like thing that you got from the origami uh, bird. The crane that came in your window to give you orders. He goes, when the time is right, if you think he's more of a detriment than a benefit to us, write it down on this piece of paper. Fold it up and send it my way. After that. We'll get rid of him. I depend on your judgment, Asmodei. This will bring the most profit to our gang. Hell, we could take over this damn harbor, but we need to play it safe. No shortcuts. Right now, I see a tool. Tell me when that tool breaks. And he slides it to you.
2: I will definitely tell you when the tool becomes dull. He's definitely a tool, though. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and you guys share like a little bit of laughter drinking the tea and as he uh, breathes out you see like blue smoke come out of his mouth from uh, the tea
2: well i am tired i thought of a pirate incursion i need to go and rest appreciate it sir i will of course be keeping uh, in touch yeah. and he goes thank you
0: you've always been good and he, before you leave, he says, Asmodai, and he just gives you a look. His, like He has basically crow feet on his old like face, wrinkly, pretty face, and like a fair beard. He starts stroking it a little bit and asks you, Asmodai, how much longer do you think I can keep this up, this lifestyle? How long do you think I can keep being a leader to the Crimson Fist? And he waits.
2: On to be honest, sir, no one actually knows how old you are, so... Gives you a toothy grin. A while. It's, the thing is, is that there's no one... There's no one in the guild at the moment. Or within the gang at the moment that is uh, going to challenge you. Because you have everyone terrified. The moment that starts slipping, and you get too many challengers to the throne, then it will be time to retire or have yourself retired.
0: And he looks at you and goes, I always do love a challenge. I need to stay on my toes. I need to make the right decisions. Without the fear of being overthrown, I don't believe without that pressure I can be the man I am today. And he looks at you.
2: That's what the other gangs are for.
0: (laughs) Yep. And he looks at you and goes, Well, I need someone I can trust. And he looks at you longingly and says, The moment I become weak, the moment I slip up, the moment the gang will experience a downfall and you can see it, it's your job, Asmodei, to take your rightful place. And he just stands up and says, I hope you won't have a weak spine against this old man. And he starts to walk away.
2: Uh, Stiff knees, a few scar tissue in back that I have. A weak spine? I do not. (laughs) Uh, As do
0: I, as Madai. And he chuckles as he basically leaves out of one of the side exits. That was good. I like that. Good job, Iceman.
2: Thanks. Uh, Alright, yeah, I'm going to head back to the inn and take a rest. Okay.
0: Yeah, you go to uh, the starry eye, and it looks like there's a bit of paint over like uh, the name. Nothing new yet, it's just paint over the name of
2: the inn. Anger simmers very briefly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright, so what is the boys doing when they uh, get to the tavern?
3: Oh look, it already happened, they're all asleep.
0: Yeah, we'll say you come in after whatever they do.
3: Well, are we at two different ends?
2: No. We're we're you guys are going to are at the same one that Asmodeye is coming to. Yeah. It's actually called the Starry Eye. Leo hasn't got it's been so soon since he got it. Leo Leo hasn't even had people haven't had the time to paint over the bar name yet or tavern
4: name.
0: Yeah. So, Leo, how do you uh, introduce the fact of uh, your new inn?
4: Welcome to my humble inn. Uh, given our interactions, I think it's safe to say that you guys can stay here for free.
3: Uh, for them, food, and rooms. I think I'll bunk where it's mega. Or I think I'll bunk with Cobalt tonight. Shocking. You guys technically already had a room together.
0: Yeah. So, uh, just long rest? No RP and in between that? You just want to get right to it?
3: Well, I want to make sure that I wake up at 8
0: Okay. Everyone all good? Long rest? Anything you wanna do?
1: <laughs> I kill him in his sleep. So Cobalt does his uh, uh his normal uh his normal book writing, especially after what just recently happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, you uh write in the book, what do you write?
1: it's uh it's like uh It's like
5: this place really scary Like hey. This place really scary Kobo glad have Dusty Kitty, but now Kobo also afraid of
1: And he, like, uh, writes in in Draconic the name of this person.
5: Okay. Um, that
1: old man.
0: Does that uh, Okay, I just want to ask specifically do you use his actual name or the the term that sounds like hissing in Draconic?
1: The term that sounds like hissing.
0: Can you explain to us what that translates to? Because I want to hear the entire thing. If you don't want to, we can move on.
1: Okay, no, that's fine. Like, uh, yeah, Cobalt writes out, like, like, uh...
5: But Cobalt don't like that Cobalt with false face.
0: And this one is written more roughly. Like, usually your master has an elegant way of writing uh, the uh, draconic letters. This one seems like it was hurried and fast. And it goes, you're with a false face.
1: So, and he writes,
5: false face... Say one thing, do one thing, but then do another.
0: And there, you could, uh, you, you know, in texting, like one, like once in a while, like you'll lose context in the motion behind the text, Kane peel style. But like once in a while, you can like feel like the amount of time that's it, it like is spent writing down the message, or you can just feel emotion behind it, and it, you feel relief from your master, and goes good, good. I was worried for a second that you're with a shapeshifter, and it just writes down. You do know shapeshifters are evil, right?
5: Cobalt, no, Master Till Cobalt.
0: Good, Cobalt. If you want to be safe, if you want to, well, I'm trying not to introduce really like complex terms to Cobalt. Ah, uh, <laughs> if you want
1: to be safe. Well, to well to be to be clear, like. Uh... He can he can he can present more complex ideas because he's presumably writing it in Draconic.
0: Yes, but you, you you know I mean well yeah yeah you're right and it just goes to keep yourself safe and to keep yourself breathing day by day, and it writes down. So, are you ready,
5: Cobalt? Ready for what?
0: The collar. Put it on the book.
5: Uh, Cobalt still need do thing before leave.
0: And. You see in the book, like, uh, uh what's the best way to describe it? You see one line go down a full page, and you see that it slowly opens up into nothingness, until like you see like the glimmer of yellow, then the complete black of a pupil staring at you, and on the other pages, we need the collar to get you back. Give it to me, and it's staring at you. Your master, watching you.
1: And like, uh, and Kobold is, at this point, like, doing his best to, like, hide his neck. Hide <laughs> your neck? Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you.
0: <laughs> and there's just a few blinks, and you see, like, a blue eyelid, like, flash once in a while. And it's waiting for you to respond. It can't hear you, but it's looking
3: at you. <laughs>
1: oh god there's there's no winning with this one because Cobalt can't Cobalt <laughs> can't respond without grabbing the quill with one of his hands mm. <laughs> but still trying his best to have like one hand over his neck like puts the other one
0: <laughs> well you can say the book's on the ground it's like
1: uh, that's what okay. i was imagining that's okay, what I, was okay. Imagining. I did yeah because like i because like i always imagine like he has it like propped it up like a little bit to make it easier to write on uh, <laughs>
0: We can also say it's propped up, just doesn't mean you gotta be holding it, you know? Okay. Like, you're you're, you're just, like, covering it with one hand, grabbing the quill with the other, trying to write on the book.
5: So, Kobol can't leave yet. Kobol city scary, but have things master-like. Kobol can bring to master.
0: And you see a moment of hesitation, and it writes down, Is there an orb?
5: Oh, no, no. But Kobol can look.
0: Yeah, and you see a sketch like it writes down on the page and it's very familiar. It's the one that you touched also long ago before you came here. It's just like usually they come in colors. This one, it just looks like an orb with a few details that you can recognize now. And it says underneath the little uh, sketching, bring it to me.
5: Kobo. Understanding Kobo, bring!
0: And you see like you see a sketch of, like, th- uh, thank you, Cobalt. Then, like, a sketch of, you know, like, Cobalt being hugged by Master.
1: Cobalt, like, it just, like, breathes a sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the eye, like, it, it like a zipper, it zips back up and it's just regular paper now. And that, like, where the eye once was is uh, where you see, like, the image of your Master in all its glory hugging you.
1: Feeling safe for now, Cobalt closes the book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, then do you go to bed?
1: Then
3: he goes to bed.
1: Yes.
0: Just I assume you're done with your encourage or like your nightly expeditions. You're you're fine.
3: Oh no, I'm assuming. Um, uh, when uh, Maple gave me the timing. Is it in the AM or PM?
0: Oh, speaking of which, yeah, I didn't really mention her character too much. She might have died. God damn! Now that I think about. It. Yeah, she was in the boat. They got crushed by a goddamn chest. Hmm. All right, I need to fix this. This is a continuity error. All right, uh uh let's say uh, dust uh you you thought about maple for a second, didn't you? Mhm. We'll say like during all the chaos like uh we we have like a little like tiny film like that plays in your head with a lot of grain and a lot of strain. You see like uh while you're on the ship, you uh saw Cobalt get up while you're fighting uh uh Valentine will say that you saw, like, uh, you know, Mabel, like, skipping around the uh, the battle. And something seems odd to you. Can you make me an insight check, please? There were corpses on that ship. And each time you would see, like, the silhouette of Mabel, like, dragging it through a door. Then, like, she went through the door and shut it. You don't exactly know her intention. You just know, like, you could connect two dots. She wasn't there on the boat. She took a few corpses before it completely sank, and you don't know where the hell she went. You could presume where she went, but you don't know exactly where she is.
3: Now, off the information that the older Mabel gave me, yep, was that Roy's information? Is it nighttime or at daybreak when at nine when he turns down Drake Ave?
0: Okay. here's what i want to do if you want to know anything related to roy uh we'll say like uh, she said she'd send you like a vulture you wanted a piece of media information at that moment but she's still gonna fall through you uh like eventually like sometime throughout the night you see like a headless vulture come in its abdomen split open it's taller or it's taller than kobold things five feet tall it's split abdomen has a curled like tentacle around like a book and it just puts it down for you and just a little weird bow then uh flutters off if you want to know anything about roy just make me a uh we'll say like a intelligence or wisdom uh check on history as you can uh, study the book and try to figure out okay where is he going today i we'll have that advantage First, specifically, what are you looking for? Uh The Dragon Avenue turnabout?
3: Yeah, because she mentioned it was at 9.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: She did mention a little bit of information, so if it was daytime or nighttime.
0: Yeah, you see that the information's correct, at least in the book. But with recent events, it might be different, so we'll see. But again, anything related to Roy, you can make a bandage history check on where he might be at the moment or where in the city he might be or intentions, anything about him. All right, do you go to bed? Yep. Okay, you go to bed. Leo, you doing anything?
4: I'm going to go to the, the bartender and ask them if they have any information for the matter I discussed.
0: And the bartender's cleaning a few glasses, and he says, oh, I haven't seen any shifters, boss. Cleans the glass, puts it down. Would you like one?
4: Not now, but remember, that's the reason I bought this place is because you told me you could get information for me.
0: And he goes, we had a siege, boss. There's not not much I can do. A lot of the business yeah, was taken I, away during the attack.
4: I understand that, but, but just remember, mm-hmm. your position here is based on what you can give me.
0: And he just gives you a smile. I'll try my best, boss. And he keeps rubbing down the glass.
4: Then I'm going to go to bed.
0: Alright, you go to bed. Asmodee, come in. Everyone's gone to bed. What Are you going straight to bed as well? Yeah. Okay. You do. Now we finally have a long rest. No longer interrupted. I know. Uh, Praise the gods. You guys all have a full night's rest and you hear the sounds of like random birds waking you up. Not roosters, but you know, the sounds of animals. As you guys get up one by one we'll start off with dust since you said you wanted to wake the earliest um i just want to make sure are you willing to take exhaustion because you're not having a full night's rest waking up that early Wait, eight is early you guys had a long night like it it, you have to remember you guys had a uh, tried to take a long rest it was interrupted then you guys left then came back after like a, 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 a basically a fucking siege around time yeah around time you guys get back is like 3 or 4 a.m and he's trying to wake up ungodly early he's not taking a full eight hours
3: no i'm not going to take the point of exhaustion i'll wake up normally
0: okay you wake up normally that's fine then uh you guys all wake up around the same time you guys are all exhausted it's around noon if not well hang on i said three Uh, i'd say one or two o'clock yeah one or two o'clock in the afternoon it was a crazy day how do you guys start off uh the new day
3: Hey, Cobalt.
5: Uh, yes, Dusty Kitty?
3: I'm gonna need you to do a favor, okay? Uh,
5: what favor Cobalt do?
3: I am going to go on a little trip, okay? And you can still see the string, right?
5: Uh, Cobalt see string, yes.
3: Cobalt, once the string goes away, if it gets closer to you, if the string gets shorter, run away. If string
0: gets shorter? Uh, Hang on, Dust, just to clarify, like, Shorter is just, like, coming closer to you. If you're talking about the unseen public or anything, it'll point upwards. Just want to make sure we're clear. So you're saying if he comes back towards, if you go back towards Cobalt, you want him to run? Yes. Okay. That That's fine. Just want to make sure that's your intentions.
3: Now, Cobalt, if it gets very, very close and you can't run from it, if I don't show you the promise stick, make sure you leave me behind.
5: Cobalt! Could do that, Dusty Kitty. Dusty Kitty.
3: Dusty Kitty is Dusty Kitty, but your master will be mad if you don't.
5: Wait, why master be mad? What happened? What Dusty Kitty know?
3: Don't worry about it till now. Nothing might happen, but listen to my words. If it gets closer, you run. If it catches up to you, and I do not have my promise stick, and I show it to him, kill. Can you like,
1: make a persuasion roll? <laughs> Because this is a big ask. Especially since you threw kill. Oh.
0: <laughs> Rolling a 7 for persuasion.
1: Oh god, no. <laughs>
5: Cobalt no, no, will ever kill Dusty Kitty.
3: Then run, Cobalt. Cobalt.
5: just ice leg?
3: Ice leg works.
1: Okay, Cobalt feels a bit more relieved by that. <laughs> Ignoring the fact that he basically kill- killed slash crippled a man by doing the same thing. But we'll not think about that. <laughs>
5: uh okay should should kobold stay here because kobold need to go find color
3: stay okay. close to leo and to the you know our new friend thug asthma they'll protect you while i'm gone does, and i know i know does you have kobold your have to
1: bring? just starts making hissy sounds again
3: <laughs> well he has protected us a little bit in the past but if you don't feel safe around him you don't have to stay with him.
5: Like
1: hissing noises again.
5: Always go. Always leave. Always abandon.
3: Hopefully I'll be back. And hopefully Leo will be nice to you.
1: <laughs> Cobalt still looks a bit sad, but he nods when it's coming from you.
3: <laughs> so I give Cobalt a hug and go look for Leo.
0: Oh, it's not that hard. Uh, Leo, I assume you're still talking to the Bartender. What's, what were you up to this uh, afternoon?
4: I'm, uh, enjoying my morning, having some food, and probably having some wine.
0: Are you, uh, uh, just, uh, asked for your intentions, like, uh, you said, like, uh, before all this shit went down, you wanted to, uh, check up on the, uh, black, uh, crate, uh, dealio that you, uh, organize are, are you gonna try to, or, uh, like, organize that today?
4: Um, well, yeah, I'm gonna, well, actually, I'm gonna talk to, um, Asmodei, about uh their interest in purchasing magical items
0: uh you're gonna be at the counter like uh getting like uh, keep an eye on leo what's happening
2: i mean i will be downstairs eating
0: yeah uh, so i assume it's oh. not too crazy that you guys can be talking so go right ahead no. if you guys want iron out any
2: details may i help you leo
4: i believe we still were discussing the matter of you your um club being interested in purchasing some uh items i have access to
2: it you originally made it sound more like it was that you had a lead into acquiring them not so much as purchasing them from you but we would be willing to purchase them at the right price
4: so i'm more of a facilitator i have a seller and now I have a buyer. So, we,
2: well, you will find quickly we don't do facilitators. We rather go direct to
4: the source. I don't think that's possible in this case. My source doesn't want to um, be seen associating with you, but with associating with a well-established businessman like myself, that's good. And then what I do with it from there doesn't have to be above board. You see what I'm saying?
2: Oh, I understand exactly what you were saying. I understand the concept of a broker, or in this case, a middleman. So, do we have a deal? I do not make deals of acquisitions of such valuable items. You would have to talk to the boss, who then will consult with a third accountant's and to look at competitive pricing. Hmm that is not my area of expertise
4: I think you'll notice that um, some of the competition isn't quite as functional as it was before last night so you might find it to be a little bit more limited options
2: (laughs) well see you have to understand that for us items of magical stature ...are a luxury item for us.
4: I understand, and I understand that your boss seems one that... ...likes to have a bit of luxury items around. You don't have to be hostile about it. We both benefit from this. I'm not...
2: I... I am in no way being hostile. But uh, you have changed your tune. And thusly I am changing our response...
4: And I think that you guys are happy with the other opportunity I've given you. And I'm sure that once I talk to my friends, they'd like to maybe hire some more reliable security. Damn. Mm, I'm I'm sure
2: that could be arranged. But as I said, I am not the one who makes final decisions. I know. I make contact. And put people in touch
4: with the right people. That's all I ask.
0: Alright. Does that, uh, finish up that, uh, little RP right there?
4: Think so? Yeah,
0: all right. I've got
4: nothing else to say.
0: Okay. Um, so, uh, Cobalt, you doing anything interesting? Uh, what, what's happening with you?
1: Uh, well, I guess, like, as, like, uh, as what, uh, Dusty Kitty told him, so I guess that, uh, assuming that Metal Man is still there in the tavern, uh, Kobold reluctantly goes to find Metal Man.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, As you go along, you do see, like, a uh, young server. It seems like he's, like, a a boy. And he bumps into you and goes, uh, Sorry, sorry, Reptile Man. And gives you, like, a little drink for free.
2: And you now have lost all your money. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm not sure how possible that is.
0: (laughs) Hey, man, I, I didn't say anything.
1: Well, no, I'm, I'm just pointing that out to to Ice, just because, like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, someone trying to do that trick, uh, when somebody's air-quote pocket is, like, a foot off the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah. same. Oh, same stature, though. He is, like, the same height as you. Well, not exactly. Uh, he'd be, like, a I I think, uh, what, a foot taller than you? Maybe a foot and a half? Anyways, uh, he, uh, accidentally bumps into you, gives you a drink, then, uh, goes to the table and goes, uh, he goes up to, uh, he goes up to Asmodei, gives you a, a, drink, and he says, uh, for Human Man, then goes up to, uh, Leo, and says, uh, for Boss Man, and gives you a little bit of tea as well.
5: Uh, oh, Metal Man?
2: Yes, And
0: the, the boy, like, hears Metal Man, goes, Metal Man, and looks at, like, uh, uh you, Asmadai and goes, oh, Metal Man, and... It looks like Cobalt gave him a new word.
2: The Cobalt, what can I do for you?
5: Um, Cobalt want know if Metal Man can help Cobalt.
2: What do you need?
5: Uh, Cobalt need find something in City, but Dusty Kitty say Cobalt not go alone, so Cobalt bring Metal Man.
2: He sighs. Uh, let's see here. You need to find something with which you've lost, yes? Uh,
1: with that like uh Kobold just kinda like uh uh yeah, he'll like put his like hands be- like uh, between his uh his neck and uh he's going to minor illusion a metallic collar with a uh uh with a with a bright gem in the centerpiece. Kobold
5: need find collar. Very important gift from Master Kobold can't can't leave City. Without
2: COLOR! Hmm. It's quite nice. You see, at this point, Asmodeye puts his hand, like, he, he understands it's not real, but he still, like, acts like it's real as he, like, puts his hand near it to, like, sort of examine it and inspect it as he leans in. That is a valuable gemstone. Possibly magical. I know of a few who would traffic in such things. That we can look upon. And I will accompany you. He pulls out a notebook. Let's see. Uh, collection, collection. Uh, ooh. Bleeding. Uh, I can have someone else handle that. Uh, intimidation. No, no. Oh, that's tomorrow. Yeah, I, I should have time today. I just need to make a stop or two. So yes, I can accompany you.
1: It's like I just like imagine he's looking up with you like like those sparkly like childlike eyes.
2: <laughs> yes, it'll be most exhilarating. And he gives you a somewhat warmer smile than normal.
3: And seeing this conversation, I'm gonna approach the two of them.
2: Dude, you're fucking outside.
0: This is after you left.
3: Oh, I didn't mean to leave, I wanted to talk to Leo.
0: Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go right ahead. I I'm sorry, I had the different image scene. Go right ahead. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, that's important, too. So the kid gives it to you and says, Kitty man, and, like, gives you a drink. It's a little boy. And he gives you, like, a... He's missing a few teeth, but he gives you, like, a, a cute smile. And he goes back to uh, the uh, uh, the bar.
3: Real quick, what's your name, little boy?
0: And he looks at you, and he goes, My name's Damon.
3: That's a cool name, Damon. I like that.
0: You're a cool guy, kitty man. And he just gives you like a little glint from his, uh, uh, you know, his white teeth.
3: How much do you usually charge for your services of protection? Talking to me. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: personal services in looking at standard prices. What would DM? What would be the standard prices?
0: Uh, for uh, protection, uh, for you. It depends. If you want to like have a friendly relationship with Dust, usually 3 coins is friendly price for a regular business it goes for about 10 coins. Uh,
2: but for 3, uh, let's call it 4 coins a
3: day. 4 coins a day. All right.
2: 4 gold a day. Duh. But because I find Coldbolt somewhat oddly eccentric and charming in his naivete. I will charge three to accompany him for the day.
3: I'll give you ten if you help him find his caller
2: well, Extra incentive, but no. I do appreciate the gesture, but I, I will throw the... I, I don't charge for every little thing. Plus, I, I can be helpful <laughs> without needing incentive. If things get hairy, then Possibly,
3: but. Just we take shall it. See. Make sure you stay safe. Mm.
5: No worry, Cobalt, no hat hair!
2: Asmodeye chuckles. Uh, your simplistic naivete is charming to such a large extent, Cobalt.
3: And my conversation with Ice is done, so I'm gonna go over to Leo.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, Leo. Yes? Would you be able to talk to the barkeep to keep this torch in a safe location for me?
0: <laughs> sure.
3: It's
0: such a weird fucking question.
3: <laughs> well, let's talk to the barkeep because I need to know where it is.
4: Okay. So, seeing what how Dust has not uh, cleaned himself the entire time I've known him and it's been a few days... Yeah. <laughs> um I'm gonna kinda grab the torch but like have like a, a cloth in between it so I don't actually have to touch the torch. And then uh bring it over to the uh to the bartender and tell him like keep this uh, safe.
0: And he gives you not. Yes, sure thing, boss.
3: And I just wanna to? make sure I know where he's gonna put it.
0: He puts it underneath the table right next to like an emergency hatchet.
3: And I'm gonna tip the bartender uh, two coins to make sure he doesn't give it away
4: he looks at leo he looks at leo for
3: permission to take
0: the
4: tip and i said very well and then i was like also did um mr dust get a delivery overnight
0: and he thinks about it for a second and uh he goes well yeah there might have been something do you mind explaining what dust got
4: uh i'm guessing it's like a envelope or something full yeah. of the, the money that is owed
0: Yep, and it's a stamp with like a uh, greyhound like sigil on uh, the the uh, wax stamp, and it, it's weird. It's a weird kind of like envelope. It's uh, it, the best way to describe it is it as a velvet inside, and it doesn't seem like the actual. It, it seems like it like the entire letter is made out of actual leather. It, it's a weird style. So he gives it to uh, Dust. Dust, you now have that uh, gold that, uh, Leo earned you. Would that be, is that, uh, it for everybody?
3: With that, I'm gonna say my goodbyes to the party and tell them. I'll be back probably shortly, guys.
0: Okay. So, Dust leaves, uh, what about, uh, uh, Metal Man and Cobalt? You guys, uh, gonna leave on your little escapade, too?
5: Oh, Metal Man, before I leave, uh, Cobalt have one question?
2: That Cobalt. Uh,
5: where Cobalt knife it knife it knife knife it knife it teeth knife knife where is that?
2: Uh, he's just going to point towards your head. It is in there.
5: oh okay so Kobo Kobo can't take it out.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately that does not seem to be able to be done at this moment. Or anytime soon.
5: Well, at least Cobalt thing charming,
1: <laughs> and he just like so proud about that.
2: Oh, <laughs> you charming! Yes, most definitely it is charming.
0: All right, and I assume you guys just uh, leave the building, leaving uh, Leo alone.
2: Yeah, I'm going to uh, go through a mental checklist of all the dealers in the city that I would know. That would traffic in either high end jewelry or in items of magical origin.
0: All right. So we'll go over each per, or like a- each little squad since we split into threes. Uh, as you got guys- all of you guys leave, Leo, I assume you're just sitting down, relaxing for a moment, drinking more of your tea.
4: Uh, did uh, I don't, uh, I didn't hear if Asmodeye like made any effort to establish a meeting. Like, am I, am I heading to do that?
0: He, he hasn't mentioned it yet, so
2: I assume oh. the time oh. isn't right. What he said is you can go talk to the boss.
4: <laughs> uh, but he said... I thought he said that you connect people with the right people or something yeah. like that. Yeah,
2: which he's already done.
4: Okay. So then I'd probably be heading to do that meeting would be what...
0: Uh, Well, I think... Let's do this the smart way. I, I think, like, Leo, you all... All you have to do to find this kind of man is actually just wait patiently. Because again, you did buy property from underneath his feet and I'm sure he wants to have a direct talk with you. So yeah. I, I I think it's more of like, you know, if you leave you might be more of a headless, you know, chicken walking around when you know he will be coming. So I'm gonna assume that your character would figure that out and he's just sitting down and just enjoying tea, or at least assuming that Someone's going to have questions about this fucking inn. Someone. So as we uh, see Leo drinking tea, we see people outside, you know, like changing uh, the starry eye in to uh, Leo's respite. Um, As things are going along, you, uh, Leo, you see a black cat walk in. It's uh, Jacked. And as Jacked walks in, uh, the boy goes up to him and says here you go, weird guy, and just gives you, like, uh, gives him a cup, and he just says, no, I don't need it. He goes up to you, Leo, and, uh, sits down and just gives you a bit of a stare before saying, I heard that you have, uh, some jobs available. Is that true?
4: Depends. What can you do?
0: Anything. Do you need someone's needs smashed? I got it. Need a job done underneath the radar? I got it.
4: Yep, I've got, um, We've got some stuff for you. Mm-hmm.
0: And I imagine it more like... Uh, it's a silent conversations uh, as you guys iron out the details. And again, you see the boy just staring at the both of you. Just tilting his head. And we'll cut out from that. Uh, Who should I move on to next? I feel like I want to save Dust for last. So I'm going to do Asmodai and Kobold as you guys are going through the city. And, again, we'll imagine it as, like, a lot of still images of Asmodei, like, questioning a couple people, you know, about the collar. Then, other images where you see Cobalt covering his eyes as, like, is breaking the shins off another person. Then we see the guy who, (laughs) we see the very first person that Asmodei interacted with in this series, like, with a fucked up leg and casting, like, handing him money with a shaky hand. And Asmodei just giving him a cold smile as he takes the payment.
2: Very good. What have we learned?
0: Hey, on time. No questions. Just do. And he just rubs his fucking leg, and it hurts.
2: Duh. (laughs) I'm glad that the lesson has sunk in.
0: Um, As you guys are going around, we're going to assume, like, uh, the most information that you could get was uh, a lot of people seen, like, that collar in the hands of uh, Clearwater for, like, a day, maybe before changed hands to another person then to another person but you can't figure out like where the end of the line is. So you guys uh, keep uh, going about and it seems like you're not making heads or tails about where the hell it went. Can both of you guys make me an uh, investigation check please?
2: Can one of us aid the other?
0: Sure. Whoever has a better investigation like uh, make a roll than the other person will aid.
2: Uh Cobalt, yours. I'll give you advantage. <laughs>
1: Like, uh... Oh, it, it's almost... Oh, what are you talking about? Is your is your uh, intelligence score not where it needs to be right now? <laughs> <laughs> like the the paladin? I mean, that's at all That could still
2: work. As in it's a zero? Possibly.
1: Thank God for advantage! <laughs> 20. Mm-hmm.
0: You're asking around, and you eventually... Hmm. So, um who you, who you talk to is let's see well, who's all the people you've met so far. The Orc is dead. Um okay. Uh cobalt, this is a, a way back there back. You see an elf. And he has a brown badger on his uh uh like uh some part of his body. And as Madai, you see a person of a rival gang, I assume you have trouble with that person even walking by you.
2: No, I just give him a nod
0: okay, and I keep moving. A Give him a nod. And, uh, Cobalt, you do recognize this man. And, uh, Cobalt, I just want to ask is, um... Are are you asking anyone of importance? Or are you just, like, only talking to the people that, uh... What's his name? Uh... is talking to.
1: it's, like, uh... I think because of, like, uh, desperation that uh, Cobalt has been asking a lot of people. Not necessarily
0: just... (laughs) Yeah, the moment you ask him about your collar, he goes pale and starts to walk away like he didn't hear you.
5: Wait, no, no, come back! Didn't answer Cobalt's question.
1: <laughs> and Cobalt starts running after him.
0: Asmodei, do you fall suit? <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys uh, fall suit, and you guys are in that familiar alley where uh, Earl, the uh, orc from uh, what was it, uh, episode three. Was talking to this guy. It seems very reminiscent of that, a little bit of. Uh, for Cobalt, maybe PTSD, of like uh, how, how he handled that situation. And again, this guy seems a bit cornered and goes, uh, oh, What do you want? But
5: Cobalt, Cobalt just went now with Nancy Color!
0: I've never seen it, never in my life. I, I've never seen that uh, green gem or the blue gem or the red gem. I haven't seen any gem.
2: Asmundai rolls his eyes. I don't even have to look too intently upon that. You're withholding information. Now, we can do this one of two ways. We can do this easy way, where I give you mm, four gold pieces for the information, or we can do it the much more unpleasant way, and he gives him a nice, cold smile at that. Does
5: kobold
2: need to go to La La Land? <laughs> not yet, kobold.
5: And
0: can you do an intimidation check for me, please?
2: Mm, not great. A 12?
0: It doesn't take that much. It wasn't a high score. I just wanted to make sure he didn't get, like, the one digits. So he looks at you, and he's not, per se, afraid of you, but he sees your crimson gauntlet, and he just shakes his head and goes, All right, all right, but you, you didn't hear this from me, all right? I did see that collar. and I, I can't say exactly who. But then, like I assume, he looks at your crimson gauntlet again and goes, "The god has it."
2: A name would be much most appreciated.
0: Fallon, and we'll cut away from there. Dust, what are you doing? Are you going to Clearwater Sailing the warehouse?
3: Well, for RP purposes, on taking one last stroll. Uh, towards the orphanage, seeing still in shambles.
0: You go by the orphanage and you see a white tree that has suddenly grown.
3: This white tree looks familiar, doesn't it? Yep. I just shake my head. I touch uh, some other rubble of the orphanage. Mm. And then I head over to Clearwater.
0: All right, you start heading to Clearwater, and as you're walking in, you see the two guards you made friends with. They give you a friendly smile and let you in. And we actually hear an argument going about.
3: Are the voices familiar?
0: Yes, very familiar. Make a, uh, we'll say for me. You smell cinnamon. You overbear it. You hear, like, the familiar tone of Roy talking to Coldbeard. And he goes, "My, My friend, my friend, I was not responsible for what happened last night. You are simply misled. And you hear, like, uh, coldbeard go oh we have a deal you can't be doing that kind of shit and like they just like bark at each other the little like segments that you get is that coldbeard has a very big problem with the siege that happened last night and eventually gets to the point where like uh fucking coldbeard goes at for his weapon goes the boss man won't be too happy to hear about this what the hell do you think the syndicate is a family Just some kind of shit you can throw around. You can't be doing this. And he goes, Yep. And the moment you say that, Roy is about to speak, looks at you, Dust, and gives like a sinister smile and goes, Oh, more people to try and hang me, huh? And goes, Dust, it has been too long, my friend. How's it going?
3: Wish I could say it's been better. We need to have a chat, the three of us. If we could, i have no weapons on me.
0: And he just looks at you and goes, Well, I do hope that you have the gold I requested.
3: Let's sit and talk.
0: Well, you still Shows have one day. thousand gold yeah. ass. Yeah, I was going to say, he just goes, Well, you still have one day. Do not worry about, it. do fret. We will settle this. And Colbeard like, just gruffs as he leads you guys to his office. And just goes, we're not done talking about this, Roy. And he goes, oh, but we are, my friend. We are. And you guys get to the office with the clink of the door. Keep in mind, uh, there are a fair amount of people around here, it is not... Empty.
3: Is there a clear water card? For...
0: There's clear water and the people that come with you. I didn't have a chance to mention this, but there's a few wild ones to secure his safety in here. And it seems like uh, you see Nickel as uh, one of the people. Nickel is a satire. Uh, how the hell do you pronounce that? Uh, I want to say satire so bad. Uh, a satire? Sater. A satyr, thank you. He's basically a sater. Uh, he, he 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 dresses very fine for his position. And he just gives you a friendly wave as well. Has
3: uh, a drug coming along.
0: And he goes, With your help, it went splendid. Fantastic. I can't thank you enough. And Roy just gives a nickel a look and goes, He helped with the drug and goes yes he did hmm and just gives a good nod um anyways he has a few bodyguards we're gonna say at least uh, four additional people so well, one person you recognize we're not going to detail the other people at the moment we're just going to say that you don't recognize them they blend in uh so you guys are in the top office and you could cut the tension with the knife in the room uh what are you going to start off with
3: dust I'm here for business. Roy already knows why. I need money, correct, Roy?
0: Oh, I I do know, but please do remind me. I do love to hear it from your mouth.
3: Is information to share with the crew who we got here?
0: Absolutely, everyone is but a family, isn't that right, Coldbeard? And he just stares daggers into Roy and goes, "Yeah, everyone's a nice, happy family."
3: Well, I'm sure all of you know about the destruction of my orphanage and the multiple dead bodies that are buried somewhere.
0: And this is where you, like, have a, a little bit of a common thing with uh, Colbeard. Because he has the exact same issue as you do, just not as many dead kids. He just gives you a nod and goes, Oh, I have uh, the same problem as you, Dust. My uh, place also took a bit of cannon fire due to some pesky pirates in... There's that fucking Roy.
3: I'm going to prop up the box with Alphonse's arm on the table and open it.
0: Do me an insight check. One look at those sexy eyes.
3: I got to see what I add. I think it's a 1d4. So 12.
0: Well, you see that Roy is also surprised, but you don't know how authentic that is. He, They all look at it and... I, I have no business with that. You know me. I, I already took enough from you. I, this seems like overkill. You you know what I'm capable of. Why would I take a boy's arm?
3: Whether you or not, you work with a man who holds Alphonse. Assumedly.
0: And you see that both of them just shut their mouths and just look at you.
3: Cold beer, Roy. I know it is in shambles, but I have the deed right here.
0: And... Let's see. Uh, How much gold do you actually have on hand?
3: I have
0: 32. 32. Okay. And you see that Roy is positively excited when he sees that deed and goes, I I might be able to cancel what you owe us if you were to give me that deed.
3: I don't like mites. I like guarantees. Colbeer. This would be a great expansion to your warehouse, I assume it's not too far you can hide some other things there. Plus with you taking damage, understand it's more of a long-term investment and you do money. Don't you?
0: Right, right, right. And he looks at it and you see, he's making calculations in his head. Make another insight check for me. You might, I don't want to put it blatantly, but I think uh, the best way to put it is you think you're losing ground. Cause although these two people might hate each other, they're part of the same syndicate. And you see them exchange a glance and both of them like smile as you're talking openly about bidding a piece of land with two competitors. It seems like they're gonna try to underball you as much as they can on buying this land. And you see that Roy just goes, Well, I do say I'm want to wipe away what I have for your debt thousand gold essentially isn't that what you want and you see like coldbeard just go yeah yeah Hmm. he goes i might have uh, i might be able to give you uh, 10 gold maybe 20 and he smiles because he's no he knows he's fucking you bad Uh, 20 gold i can't it's a mess there's a lot of work to be done there
3: well coldbeard i'm sorry to say but you are great with managing your money and getting it back but Thinking about long-term investments aren't your strongest bit. And I try to put that as nicely as possible.
0: And he just looks at you and goes, Boy, you're not thinking long-term. We are. And you see Roy Edmund just chime in saying, I I, I believe business is going to be concluding. I, I don't see much more to talk about, do you, Colbeard? And you see Colbeard look up and goes, No, not with him at least. And they both, like,
3: nod. Roy, Roy. Am, I, I'm the one that owes you debt, or don't I owe your boss the debt?
0: Hmm. And he actually looks at his hand. You see, like, a finger is cut off. is like, freshly bandaged. And goes, you owe me a debt.
3: Well, how can I be sure you're going to deliver it to him? I mean, shoot. Might as well take me as prisoner so I can make sure the arm is for the boy that they actually hold.
0: And he gives you a nod and goes, well... I could just take it away from you, and I, I, I could just, hmm, and he thinks about it, but you know what speaks louder, just having the damn deed, as much as I'd love to just take it away from you, if you want to make something clean, you might as well just give me the piece of paper, no bloodshed, just a little bit of ink, no forgeries, cost too much, this is a cheap process, just give me the deed and you can have the boy.
3: What would your boss think about me just giving it to you without him knowing first?
0: Oh, he knows. He always knows. And you see, like, a shadow go over Coolbeard's face and goes, yeah, he knows. He always knows.
3: I would still like an audience with the man before I get Alphonse back. Here, have the deed. Let's sign it.
0: And do persuasion check. They look at each other. We, we can't do that, Dust. Can't. Leo and uh, Roy steps in and goes Leo was an exception he had some firm business to extend his reach but now you you're no better than just a debt that needs to be cleared out and partially my fault it really is but with the deed you'll be able to have your boy but if you want to talk to the jade hand well that's not up for us to say we usually have to clear it with them first and Colbeard nods along, saying, no, that's how it's done.
3: Is there, uh, maybe I could pay you to, you know, maybe get this audience. I already signed the deed over to you. You see, After- a,
0: glint, you see a glint in, uh, Colbeard's eye. So, to just get the straight, you're signing over the deed to, a uh, Roy, and you're giving the money to, uh, uh Colbeard? I'm not
3: giving any money away. So if he wants to wipe away my debt with the signing, I can keep my money. Alright, Yeah so uh, the proposition is to roy for meeting the jade hand
0: and he just thinks about for a second and just looks at his finger shakes his head "Ah, i i can't do that dust i I want the deed but i can't give you an audience
3: well i appreciate it i understand you know you have your limitations and what you can do and i respect that even though you had a hand in killing all my children i do want you dead but for wiping away the debt and saving Alphonse, I'll let it go. You know, as a token of my appreciation, I want you to have this ring. I understand you're missing a finger, it might not fit on all of them, but as a token of my gratitude for wiping away this deck, please take this.
0: Make a deception check. He takes the ring, goes, Why, you are too kind, boy, too kind. You see this drow, his spectacles glinting off of uh, the sunlight outside, and you can't really get a read on him. I'll make sure to take it off the deck.
3: I shouldn't be there with the signing of the deed, remember?
0: Okay, so you are. I thought you were just going to walk out with it. All right, so he just uh, signs it, uh, and he waits for your signature as well. Then, just to uh, finish it off, like uh, you guys both like drip a little bit of blood on the parchment. Seems like uh, th- this was uh, a bit of a magical document that you had in your hands. And you see that the ownership shifts to uh, Roy, who then looks at uh, Colebeard, and they basically switch again the title and Colbeer ends up with the deed in hand and uh roy ends up with a bit of money in his pocket all's good dust all is good your debt is clear now by the end of the night we should have uh and he looks at the arm and make me one one more insight check for me he looks visibly confused and shakes his head and goes, we'll make sure to have the boy ready for you. Don't worry about it. Uh, you were staying at uh, Leo's respite, right? The boy
3: has a name, Alphonse.
0: Yes, the boy, uh, Alphonse. He will be with you, I guarantee it. And he just uh, gives you, like, uh, a handshake and says, I guarantee you will see the boy alive and well at the end, by the end of the night. So help me, gods.
3: Know your opinion of your words, son. Uh... I trust you.
0: I'm always a man of my wood. I always fall through. And he just gives you a cold smile. You double check and see if you, like, uh, was that just recent pop-up, or was that the thing I asked you to do? You asked me to do. Yeah, okay. I saw it blink for a second. All right, uh, does that uh, end business over here?
3: Uh, I want to talk to Nickel.
0: Nickel. All right, uh, go right ahead.
3: So, Nickel... Now that you have your, you know, perfected the uh, experiment or of your drug, have you, you know, boosted production by chance?
0: And he looks like he was about to answer. Then you see, like, Roy put, like, a hand on his shoulder and just give him a look. And he goes, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't tell you anything about that.
3: You seem to be shutting this man up. I did help you guys, you know, perfect this new Drake belt. Shouldn't I get a little information on it? Just perhaps the price of what you're gonna charge for.
0: Do persuasion check. Wow. Damn it. Was that an at twenty?
2: Yeah, it's an at twenty.
0: Jesus. Okay, what do you wanna know? Just tell me and we can just go through with it, because you, you you basically got open permission about this Drake belly. What do you wanna know?
3: Have you are you mass producing it? Is it a direct competitor to num Tong and no no
0: no no and he just shakes his head they work in tandem you you see like the the lower uh working class they get the numb tongue while the upper echelon you know the nobles in jade hill get this they get to come in and out at their leisure and uh and te like you see like nickel smile and he goes to devolve into their sins is so Gracious and beautiful to see man stripping away their mask and doing what they wish and T shakes himself out of a little bit of a stupor and he just goes But we are producing it and he gives you cost of it. It looks like to buy num tongue It's getting too uh, close to like a 15 for numtongue. tongue It's a fair amount of gold now 15 and uh, for the Drake belly it's going for about 50 so only people high up, can actually buy this shit.
3: Of course. Um, Being your experimental um, man, I would assume I'd maybe get a discount, maybe not. I understand if not.
0: And he looks at Nickel, and Nickel just shakes his head. You're going at the straight price, my friend.
3: I thought I'd try. Well, you boys, you have a good day. Roy, I expect to see Alphonse at Leo's Respite.
0: You will, you will. And we'll cut away with the door closing, and we'll try to wrap this up. Uh, Leo, you're talking to Jacked, and uh, you see the boy, like, again, just staring at you guys. Really odd. The boy's, uh like, watching you guys discuss business, and he has a question for you, Leo. And he goes, why are you both so short?
4: I kind of cock my head to the side, and I'm like, what a peculiar question.
0: And... Some dawns on you a little bit. Your guys are both like six feet. Uh, that's a really weird fucking question. And you see, like Jack look down at uh, the boy and just goes, "What the hell kind of oddball do you have working here, Leo?"
4: I mean, you know, you see in this city, the you hire what you can get.
0: Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about, but you know, being the bottom of the ranks, you can only crawl so far. So. I wanted to ask you, are you, are you interested in a possible heist?
4: You've Got my attention.
0: And you see plans are laid out, and it looks like the target is uh, the state up north. Uh, basically, if you guys look at Jade Hills, he basically points at a map to the state up here and goes, "I, We want to rob Earl Diamond. Looks like she's going to be having a ball tomorrow night and that will be the prime time to take what is due for us and he just gives you a toothy smile this could be the biggest job that's ever come across are you in
4: biggest for you maybe but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah
4: i will give it a look-see
0: mm-hmm. and as you guys are planning it out he irons out like few details with him do you let him uh, join the operation for uh today Uh, doing the the Black Crate uh, dealio.
4: Yeah.
0: Yep, and again, you see, like, the boy, he's just looking at you guys confused. And you see the Black Cat just go, all right, it's settled. As he's tapping his uh, finger with a a ring with a uh, green gem in it. And we'll end it there. This has been House Common Blood. The intro music by White Sand Promise, and the outro music by Darren Curtis, Time's Up. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us.